5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the door and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Flagship station of the ECU Pirates. All right, welcome in, everybody. Uh, it is great to have you with us here on a Throwdown Thursday, a uh, Greenville concert on the Common Thursday. We'll get you out in just a, a minute to uh, telephonically get you out in just a minute to the uh, Greenville Town Common, where Landslide, a Fleetwood Mac tribute band will be playing tonight at 6 o'clock, free concert and part of our Concert on the Common series. Looking forward uh, to uh, that tonight in Greenville at 6 o'clock. I am at the Working Man's Beach, uh, coming to you live today from uh, Surf City, America, as uh, first real opportunity in uh, several months to uh, slip away and uh, hit the beach. So uh, we uh, took advantage of that, doing the show from here today and tomorrow. Uh, but uh, we are uh, glad to have you along nonetheless and uh, have uh, everything uh, that you need to know going on in the world of sports, Pirate Nation, uh, and beyond. Um, Philip the Ref Pilkington is in today. Cookie, apparently, uh, as a guy who really digs 70s rock, uh, is... Uh, uh, he's been soaking up. He and Busimi have been so, those two kindred spirits. Pilk have been uh, soaking up uh, the landslide sound check today. Philip the Ref Pilkington, uh, star uh, of the uh, Hoist the Colors radio program, one of the stars of the Hoist the Colors radio program, is uh, in today anchoring the scoreboard uh, desk, and he also will be uh, producing the show today along with Clark Willis. So uh, hello to you, Cookie, or rather Philip. How's it going, Patrick? Good to talk to you, buddy. Good yeah. to talk to you. You doing well? Yeah, I'm great. It's good to be back. I miss being on the show. How have you been? Oh, I'm well. I'm I, I'm no Phil. Everything's coming up ref right now. The ref is everywhere. Everywhere I turn, the ref has uh, become the, one of the stars of the Hoist the Colors radio uh, program. Heard here at noon on 94.3 The Game. Uh, I was told by uh, I go today that he's going to be going through next week is that am i am i speaking taking a turn out of school here is i about to snack on an almond or pilk or what have you heard because that's what that's what i go told me today yeah it sounds like we're going to go through the 16th still got a few more things he wants to get to both uh, with interviews as well as some uh, previews of the football season to come okay i've done chewing my almond yet but yes all right that sounds good that's what he told me today, so I didn't know if that was formal or if that was just his plan. But if you say it, Philip the Ref Pilkington, by golly, I know it's true. <laughs> I appreciate um, that, Patrick. I don't know if everything I say is true, but I love your confidence in me. You know, here's the other thing. Uh, you and Cookie next week are getting to go to the Big Rock. So uh, now that I know um, Igo's going to be on next week, that sort of changes some things on uh, my uh, – on my show there. Did that come across, by the way, to you, Philip? Did you hear that or or no? Hear what? Okay, very good. Something just dinged, and yeah. I just wanted to make sure it didn't come across to you because my ears are still ringing. Um, so you guys are going to the Big Rock next week. Is that correct? 
Yeah, Cookie and I will be down there uh, helping out Henry on Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. So I'll actually have to uh, okay. connect from Henry's place a couple days to do uh, the Hoist Colors. Is that right? Okay. All right. Will you guys be doing check-ins from Big Rock on our show since you'll be down there on those days? Hey, I'm all down. If you if you want to have us on, we'd love to. Okay. All right, good. We'll get a check-in from you guys. Uh, we'll have Mark Miller coming up in just a little bit. Rini Ingolia, ESPN college football analyst, will be on the program with us uh, today as well uh, as we'll uh, start to turn our attention to college football, a little bit of a primer, uh, get his thoughts on this Michigan team, uh, I guess number two in some of the polls early, early on here in the uh, preseason. Uh, got my Phil Steele confirmation today as far as the magazine coming out and uh, set to be delivered, so I should have that in a few Whenever it gets in from the uh, from the press uh, that, that publishes it, we're hopefully going to get Phil on before uh, before we take our hiatus. We're going to be our final show uh, is going to come on the 23rd right now, unless something uh, changes, and uh, we're going to take a goodly amount of time off. This was planned. Maybe a little bit of a week earlier than I, I traditionally have done on the show as far as time off. We usually take a couple weeks off in July. Uh, we're going to take three weeks off in July this year and then the last week of June. Now, in the last week of June, my wife's got a surgery, so that also is kind of spurring this because uh, that surgery is fairly early in that week, and uh, I, we don't know what her recovery time is going to be like. So. Uh, that is part of the other reason. So a lot of this is premeditated, uh, the hiatus that we're going to be taking. I've got to talk with uh, Pilk and Cookie uh, about uh, our best of menu because I just don't want the show to totally go away. Uh, maybe for July 4th week we go to Fox, give everybody the week off. But uh, I, need to, I need to talk to you, Pilk, about a, uh, a series of best of shows. But uh, if you can find that. that, those are always hard to find, a best of of this radio program. All right. Um, where do you want to uh, – Phil Ref Pilkington, as, I've, as we've established, is here with us today. Pilk, uh, an avid Carolina Panthers fan. So where would you want to start as the big story today? Pilk is a avid Carolina Panthers fan because they're wrapping up OTAs today. They'll be back next week, Tuesday, I believe it is, for mandatory minicamp. So we're going to talk to Zoki next week, I'm sure. And – so do you want to start with the number change or the injury? Which What do you want to go with as a as an avid Carolina Panthers fan? May, can I venture a guess? Of course. On this? Okay. I think the the nerd sports fan in you wants to go with injury. But of now course. that you're a big entertainment celebrity on radio and have become the toast of the town, I think you will go with the number change first being the consummate entertainer you are now. Which one would it be? Uh, I would, you got to go with your first guest there, Patrick. I could not care less what number a guy is wearing on the field. So what I care about is that our right, former first-round pick is hurt yet again. So here's how I look at it. J.C. Horn missed just all but one game or two games of his rookie year, Philip. Yeah, that's correct. I believe he got hurt in the second game. He, uh, okay. he had injury to his right foot. Fortunately, this is his left foot, however. Okay. Well, look, if you're a guy in the secondary and you have feet problems, that's not a good recipe for success. So his second year he played, right? Yeah. Did he miss any time last season? I don't believe so. I'll have to look it up. Okay. If it was, it was very right. minimal. Okay. So we thought, all right, cool, he's healthy, he's going to play, he 
He had an okay season, all things considered. Uh, and and now he's going to be missing the rest of OTAs and this mandatory minicamp uh, because of, a, as you say, a, an injury to his left foot. Here's where I have two schools of thoughts on this. On this. Number one, it is summer, it is mandatory minicamp, it is OTAs, and he needs to be healthy come September. That's how I, that's, that, that's part of me looks at it like this. The other part I think that you bring up is interesting. Injured his rookie year, right? Yep, and he did only play 13 of the 17 games last year. Okay, but he played the majority of the games. There wasn't any prolonged uh, multiple game injury type of situation. He yeah. missed four games. Um, and now if this doesn't, depending on what the the nature, the severity of this is, he may not be back uh, in September. Who knows? So part of me thinks, all right, it's a little bit of an overreaction to start the, is he injury prone? But you have to be, you have to be concerned, I gotta think, if you're a Carolina Panther fan. Yeah, I think you do, and you're right, that it is normally, I believe, a little too early to think that. But I think the reason you can overreact a little bit is because he was a top 10 pick. Because if you waste right. a top 10 pick on a guy who's injury prone, it's a much different scenario than a third round pick who turned out to be injury prone. So the fact that this is year three, he missed a lot of time year one, a little bit of time year two, and here we are, year three hasn't even officially started yet, and you're reporting an injury. You've got a little reason to be freaked out because you passed up on other top-tier players in order to get this guy to be your lockdown corner, to be the guy that you can leave on an island for the next 10 years, and you can't leave him on an island if he's not on the field. So we'll see. I mean, again, if, you have, if you're having injuries with your feet and you make a living with your feet, that's a tough situation. So we'll see. The jury's still out, but uh, wise to shut him down, and uh, let's see if he can be healthy by the time September, or at least by the time uh, training camp rolls around. I think that's fair, right? Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't. You never need to bring him back too early. That you can always bring him yeah. back too early. You can't bring him back too late. Right, right. Uh, the jersey. What's what's in the number, uh, Philip uh, Philip Pilkington? What's in the number? Uh, the linebacker for the Panthers, Brian Burns, fantastic player, uh, one of the heartbeat guys. Would you agree of uh, of of their uh, of their uh, team right now defensively? Is I would that, say he's uh, the face of the defense right now. Okay, he's the heartbeat. He's the face. He's the he's the straw that stirs the drink. He has changed his number from fifty three to zero. I love this. Now let me tell you why I love this. Used to be. When I was your age, Pilkington, and a little younger, what happened in football was dictated from the highest level on down through college, on down to the high school level, on down to the middle school level, on down to the Pop Warner level, right? It was a trickle-down effect. Now, from the high school level on up, you see how that is influencing the game. Offenses are much more wide open even in the NFL now than they ever have been. College has been that way for the last decade plus. High school's been that way for the last couple of decades. High school also has started the trend of the receiver who wore the single digit and the player who wore the single digit, in this case, zero. Usually that was a quarterback, a running back, maybe a, a specialist. 
but now receivers. Because back in my day, Philip, receivers wore numbers in the 80s. No longer the case. Receivers wear single-digit numbers. This is a linebacker, I know. But this is the movement. This is like something a guy in high school would do. And I love it. I'm here for it. Yeah, I just to me, I mean... I kind of wish, I liked how the NFL was strict with their numbers. I hate how they kind of changed it a couple of years ago. But now that they have changed it, it is what it is. And I don't care personally if he changes his number to the symbol that Prince changed his name to. If he's good on the field, that's what I'm worried about. I couldn't care less what's on his jersey. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, and uh, that's, that's one of the many stories that we are uh, following uh, here today on the Patrick Johnson Show. We got some Roy McElroy audio from yesterday I wish we had gotten to, uh, but uh, we got it today. Don't think we have time to get to it here in the first segment. I'm going to leave you with one other story, uh, Pilk. I read uh, recently, this is something I was going to mention earlier in the week. We've had so much news going on this week. The Hard Knocks, I love that show on HBO. This is I'm so excited I can talk some, some football with uh, Pilk here today. Uh, I love Hard Knocks, right? They are having a hard time, the NFL is, finding a team that will do that. Does that surprise you? No, it doesn't. If I was the coach, I would personally not want my team on hard knocks. Why? I mean, I know that they're not showing the playbook, but at the right. end of the day, every, guys are so intelligent now. When I say guys, I don't necessarily mean players. I mean the coaches and the players. Every little thing they pick up on and – Having your practice paraded around on national television for the whole world to see. I get it's a streaming service. It's HBO, but still, it's still national TV. Anybody can access it. And I do not want anything. Film is such a part of the game today, and I do not want anything potentially out there. Heck, I don't want to cut a guy in the season and have him get picked up by an opponent that I may play the rest of the year. Wait a minute, that's going to happen anyway. It's going to happen anyway, but that, you better hope that he gets picked up by Joe Schmo in the other conference that's fighting for the number one overall pick. Is who you hope he gets picked up by, because you're not going to see him. Speaking of which, Minnesota cut Cook today, right? They did. Saved him and $9 million. Looks, and it looks like he's going to wind up in the AFC, possibly with uh, Miami, possibly with Denver. Is this a big deal? A small deal or no deal? Anytime a player that's a four-time Pro Bowler gets cut, I think it's a big deal. But he's um, a running back. He's a running back, and running backs are a dime a dozen. We've seen it over the past few years. There is Christian McCaffrey, and then there is everyone else. So, uh, you know, it's it's just a deal because of the name that he is. But, you, like I said, if, if I'm the Vikings, I'm just hoping he doesn't go to a team I've got to see this year. They do play the Broncos in Week 11. They will not see the Dolphins this season. So, I guess you hope, if you're a Vikings fan or a personnel in the front office, that he ends up in Miami. Hmm. Yeah, I would think, uh, and, I, and I would think that's, where you would want to end up if you're a player. They seem to have, even though the quarterback situation is what it is, it does seem like uh, that that is the group right now that, I don't know, who has more upside, Denver or, or Miami? I, I tend to think Miami maybe has a little more upside. I certainly think it's a better living situation because it's never going to snow in Miami like it is in Denver. And the state tax. 
No state income tax is big. Colorado is third in highest cost of living behind Hawaii and California. Look, I got family in Colorado, beautiful place, fun place to visit. Would not live there. Way too blue for me. I'd go down there, hang out with Governor DeSantis all day long. And uh, back to your, your your sports question. Not supposed to be pol- talking politics here on the sports station, but uh, sports. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But That's they. Uh, that is I good, think though. yeah, Miami probably does have. Uh, I would say they have a better chance of being pretty darn good. But if by some magic Russell Wilson becomes what he was, I don't know if Tua will ever be what Russell Wilson used to be. But I don't know if Russell Wilson will ever be what. Russell Wilson used to be, but who it's would you rather have there. as your quarterback right now? Tua, who is injury prone, and Kyle Gaskins uh, is probably yelling at the radio uh, right now, or Russell Wilson. I mean, who would you rather have as your quarterback right now? I'd say Tua because there's a little bit of more upside there. I would think. Yeah, Although I, I think Russell's so. a Super Bowl champ. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's interesting. It comes down to do, do you want the more conservative answer, which would be obviously Russell Wilson. I think because he is known for being healthy. He went something like seven years without missing a snap, and that included a practice. He did not miss a first team rep as well as right. a play on the field. But uh, you're here to win Super Bowls, baby. And uh, if Tua gets everything together, stays healthy, he probably stands a better chance to win a Super Bowl than Russell Wilson. And I'm all about the rings. Second place is just the first loser all right the ref philip pilkington in today it's always good to chat with uh, pilk he'll have a 94-3 the game sports update for you rini angolia from espn college football analyst on the show today and uh we're going to talk with mark miller uh a uh, primer of tonight's uh, concert on the common on the other side of this timeout okay uh welcome back Rini Angoli, ESPN College uh, football analyst, coming up in uh, just a little bit. Uh, A little bit of uh, a uh, uh, going into the summer primer on uh, college football, and uh, we'll talk with him. Looking forward to having uh, Rini on in uh, just a little bit. Uh, We have another concert on the common uh, tonight from uh, the Greenville Toyota Amphitheater, and uh, that's uh, where our Mark Miller, a friend from... uh, 107.9 107.9 WNCT Mark and Laura in the mornings are uh, musicologist here on the Patrick Johnson show and uh, all around uh, good guy and great pirate fan Miller by Miller how are you by the way you doing well by I'm doing fine P-Man how you doing I'm well thank you uh doing the show today and tomorrow from the working man's beach so uh, I won't be joining you lads and ladies tonight but uh I needed to get to the coast. I, it's been too long without salt air, uh, so I needed oh, to get there. Oh, I feel there. you. You know, it's going to be weird. I'm going to be at the opposite coast. I'm, my uh, niece is graduating high school this weekend in California, and we're actually uh, oh, heading wow. out on Saturday. So we'll, we'll cover okay. both coasts, man. Full coverage. There you go. Coast to coast, as it were. Let me uh, ask you this before we talk about the band tonight. You yeah. uh, are a lunatic. Uh, you went to Correct. Charlottesville. That doesn't make you a lunatic. <laughs> You went to Charlottesville after getting up at an ungodly hour and doing an, another award-winning morning show on Friday. Went to Charlottesville, yeah. took your two sons, and went to the game and, and cheered the Pirates on to a resounding victory Friday night against Oklahoma. And that was great. So you would think a normal person would get a hotel, even in Richmond or something. Not Miller. He drives back in the middle of the night through uh, Virginia to Greenville. Correct. So you could be on the air again on Saturday. I had a uh, broadcast I had to get to for Saturday morning, 
And it, we had a very full schedule. My family did that whole weekend. And when I saw Charlottesville, like my heart jumped a little because it was close enough. And I was like, all right, we can make this. And then I realized our schedule is like, there's no way we can make the whole thing. But if we do something crazy, we will make at least one game. And uh, we did something crazy. We got home probably close to about 3 a.m. Because, uh, you know, that game was a long game with all the scoring and all the pounding of Oklahoma ECU was doing. Um, so it was, you know, it, it went late and we got home real late and I got up like four hours later and did a live broadcast and it was terrific. I wouldn't change anything. That was, uh, what was amazing about it. And, and you weren't there, but, uh, uh, Philip was on and I, I was, I was able, I got to the tailgate just in time for one final break on, on your show. Yeah. And, uh, the whole tailgate was live, man. It was so, it was just ECU everywhere. I, I told Philip I, I drove up from Greenville three and a half, three and a half hours, 45 minutes. I got out of the car, and I was still in Greenville. That's how it felt. And it was just amazing. It was such a, it, it's a unique experience, Pirate Baseball and, and the, the fans. I'm, I'm very privileged to have been adopted. Like, I'm an adopted member of Pirate Nation. I always consider myself that for being an out-of-towner. But uh, I don't think anyone sees me like that. Everybody, hey, we're all pirates in that jungle, right? So you couldn't have the megaphones, is that right? Uh, no, but everybody brought in cardboard, uh, like uh, poster board, excuse me. They brought in poster board and dispensed it freely. And, uh, like, my kids had poster board. They were rolling them up into megaphones. So uh, we couldn't have them, but we had them. <laughs> All right, I got you. It was amazing. Yeah. All right, well, you know, everything great but the result. Hey, I want to ask you about uh, tonight's uh, concert on the Common. It starts at 6. I guess we're a few minutes away from the uh, food trucks starting to serve food. Uh, so we got food trucks. We've got uh, a uh, killer band, uh, yeah. a, a tribute uh, band to Fleetwood Mac, Landslide, and uh, they're going to be awesome. And uh, we've also got, uh, if you go by the 107.9 WNCT tent, some very cool concert tickets you can uh, get into a raffle for. All right, so what do we got, Miller? Lay it out for us. All right, so this is pretty cool, right? So it's a free show tonight. And just by stopping by our tent, you can win tickets to another free show. You can just walk out of here knowing that you're going to have two free shows out of this deal. Uh, but 100%, the uh, show that starts at 6 tonight is free and is spectacular. Landslide is the name of the band, a tribute to Fleetwood Mac. Uh, the, the music of Fleetwood Mac, you're not going to want to miss it. They're going to play every song that you would want to hear from the band, and they do a really good job. I have never seen them live, but I've done enough producing of, of some stuff here, kind of getting close to this show that I've heard them a number of times, and I'm really excited for this because it's, a, it's another band whose music is just straight-up timeless. And uh, to be able to, to kind of all have this same vibe here in this space in the town common and enjoy the music, and sit down and you know finish off a rough day and look for look towards the weekend. We're almost there, right? It's just going to be wonderful. We got all our sponsors here. All the tents are up. They've got little goodies for you as well. The food trucks. Uh, people are in line right now. I think you might be. I see some people with some stuff here. It looks like people have bought some stuff from the food trucks. Mm. So they're selling as we speak. The uh, drinks are flowing like wine. You know how it is, man. It's it's always a good time here at the concert on the common, the town common in Greenville. All right, so not only does the band Landslide do Fleetwood Mac, uh, you know, is their tribute, they they have their catalog, but they also do some Stevie Nicks solo, from what I understand. 
You, so, you have uh, to, right? You would absolutely tonight, have right? to. Yeah. 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 You're not going to, uh, you're not going to get off the stage without, uh, without some Stevie solo stuff. And, and that's going to be wonderful as well. We're really excited to hear them. And the weather's really good. Decent weather. Yeah, man, I'm breathing. I'm breathing freely. I tell you what, I haven't coughed once today. <laughs> um, the it, no, it, the, the skies are blue, and you know it was a little cloudy this morning, but it's nice. We had a nice little breeze going on here too. It's not too yeah. hot by any stretch of the imagination. It's very comfortable out here, and uh, you can see from the turnout already that people are excited for it, and people are uh, you know the, the weather might be a bit of a draw too. It's it's really the perfect night for music. But what night isn't the perfect night for music when it's free? And I want to say this, plenty of parking. You know, that's another oh, yeah. misnomer about uh, the Greenville Toyota Amphitheater. There's actually plenty of parking. The ECU lots uh, are usable since it is summertime. So uh, plenty of yeah. surface parking uh, that you can Yeah, uh, it doesn't take too long to walk from, from anywhere you're parking. You're, you're good to go today for sure. All right, so it's landslide starting at 6 o'clock. Uh, bring a lawn chair, bring some cash to lay down some dough for some drinks. Uh, beer's being sold by the Junior League of Greenville. You can lay down some money uh, for uh, some delicious eats. Several food trucks are out there. Big crowds expected. Head over to the 107.9 WNCT tent. Mark Miller will be there. Give him a little arg for uh, his uh, commitment to Pirate <laughs> Baseball. And uh, enter to win tickets. Uh, what is it? Aerosmith and Tears for Fears? Is that what we got? Yeah, that's uh, uh, for the Aerosmith, Aerosmith 50th anniversary, the farewell tour at the PNC Arena on September 24th. And Tears for Fears is coming to Coastal Credit Union Music Park, Walnut Creek. That's uh, July 8th, a Saturday. That's coming up. Oh, okay. All right. Pretty good. Love Tears for Fears. Okay. Yeah, awesome man. stuff. And if you love Fleetwood Mac, uh, this band is spot on tonight. Hey, Miller, thanks a lot. Enjoyed it. I thought uh, I, w- I was sad you didn't get the uh, Sixers coaching gig, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> I and, put in uh, for it. You know, I have some ideas. I, I they never listen here, to me. Here's the here's what you think he's joking. He probably did put in for it because he's a maniac. Oh man, I want to get as far away from that team right now as possible. I'm just so <laughs> sick of them. That's another reason yeah. I love just like watching baseball. Uh, EC right. baseball. It's just simply awesome product and. Uh, I, I'm just tired of the other ones, <laughs> of my other ones. Hey, oh, yeah, yeah, I got you. Hey, Miller, thanks for the time as always, buddy. We appreciate the primer, and uh, have fun tonight. <laughs> you bet. You bet. Hope to see everybody out here at the town come and get down here now. Yep, absolutely. Uh, the food trucks are open. Uh, the uh, beverages are flowing, and it is a free concert to see uh, Fleetwood Mac tribute band Landslide at 6 o'clock. The uh, town, Greenville Town Common, and the uh, Greenville Toyota Amphitheater. All right, uh, let's go now to Philip the Ref Pilkington. He has our pirate report and a 94-3 The Game sports update. Thanks, Patrick. Philip Pilkington here with your 94-3 The Game sports flash update. We will start in pirate athletics. As East Carolina baseball alum Alec Burleson hit a first pitch home run to right field in the eighth inning last night to lift the Cardinals past the Rangers by a score of one to nothing to snap a five-game losing skid for the Redbirds. Speaking of pirate baseball, head coach Cliff Godwin joined the Patrick Johnson show yesterday and said that his team is closing in on their goal of getting to Omaha. Extremely proud of this group, even though it's not the end goal where we want to be, but it's just another step, in my opinion, of continue to build on the foundation that we built here, and the guys do it the right way. 
You can hear the entirety of that interview on the IBX Media app. Another ECU alum is making noise in professional sports as tennis player, player Joran Valinga who was the CUSA Player of the Year for the Pirates in 2014, will be playing in the French Open Men's Doubles Final alongside his partner, Sander Galli. Both of those are from Belgium. And yesterday, the North Carolina House gave its final approval to a bill that would allow online sports betting and some in-person gambling at designated arenas across the state. It includes both college and professional sports as well as horse racing. The bill needs this signature from Governor Roy Cooper before it can become a law. The casinos, though, are a separate issue, and it's one that is being batted about the General Assembly right now, particularly in response to what's happening in Virginia. Uh, I haven't seen what they are talking about. I think my support for that would depend upon what it is, who's running it, uh, how it's going to work, what percentage does the state get, mm-hmm. all of that. To the NFL, the Carolina Panthers cornerback J.C. Horn will miss the rest of OTAs and mandatory mini camp as he injured his left foot and ankle over the weekend working out on his own. It is reported that he will not need surgery and is expected to return in time for training camp in late July. In other NFL news, Minnesota Vikings have released Pro Bowl running back Dalvin Cook. Cook signed a five-year extension prior to the 2020 NFL season and was going to be a $14.1 million cap hit this season. But due to a post-June 1st release by the team, they will save $9 million in cap room. Last night, Game 1 of the Women's College World Series Final, Oklahoma knocked off Florida State 5 to nothing to claim their 52nd straight victory. Tonight, the Sooners will look to close out the series and claim their 7th national title. And it would be their third in a row, something that has not been accomplished since UCLA did it in 1988 through 1990. Staying in college sports, NC State will have to wait one more year for guard Traymon Parker, who originally was part of the 2023 men's basketball recruiting class. He has reclassified and still plans to join the program in 2024. Staying in the ACC, another crowded backcourt in the University of North Carolina. One of the Tar Heel recruits for the 2023 class has released his commitment from the program. Simon Wilshire most recently rated the number 34 in the class of 2023 by 247 Sports, committed to Coach Hubert Davis and the Tar Heels back in October of 2020 and chose to stay in school despite reported or a reported six-figure offer from Overtime Elite. But with the return of senior R.J. Davis and recent announcement from number 11th ranked recruit Elliot Shambu that has reclassified to the 2023 UNC class, Wilshire is reopening his recruitment. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Flash update. On the other side of this timeout, we will be joined by Rian Golia to talk a little college football. Are you missing a tooth? Doctors Bowman, Paget and Associates can help you with state-of-the-art surgical procedures such as dental implants. Bowman, Paget and Associates agree that dressing up like a pirate for game day is one thing, but smiling like one may not be the way you want to go. Smile like a movie star instead. Schedule your appointment at BowmanPaget.com. That's BowmanPaget.com. 
Have you noticed he's in his own little happy hour? We're back to the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the happy hour program. Here's the P-Man. Never too uh, early to be talking to Rini and Golia. Never a bad time to talk to Rini and Golia. Uh, P-Man back with you from the Working Man's Beach today and tomorrow for the uh, PJ Show as uh, we welcome in our friend, college football analyst, Rini Ingolia for uh, ESPN. How are you, my friend? Good, PJ. How you doing, my, my buddy? How, how you been? I'm good, man. I'm good. You're just, uh, every time I look at you, you're doing something new. So you, you're my hero, uh, as you always have been, Rini. You're my hero. I've got to stay, stay busy, and I have two two. Daughters in college, so that's two college tuitions. Right. So uh, right. you know, I got to work, man. Got to work. Um, congratulations again for the Rochester Rocket making it on the College Football Hall of Fame ballot. Is this the year? You know, be interesting. I don't know. Um, you, you know, I think this is year eight. I stopped counting really, um, and you know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. So I actually got a lot of a lot of play out of the nomination this year. It's kind of funny. It's like Groundhog Day, right? Because I never remember when the nominations come out, and it's it's obviously June, but I don't I don't ever remember. So whenever it comes out, usually there's a tweet from ESPN or, or UMass, and so I got a, got a lot of play this year out of it. So I don't know, maybe this is year, but you know, I know it's it's cliche and. I say it all the time, but I really do mean it. It's just an honor being nominated. But, you know, maybe this is the year. We'll see. You know, t- typically when you have, you know, a lot of play, when you're with these bands that finally get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or maybe somebody who wins an Academy Award or something, Greeny, you know it all starts with uh, you start to get a lot of play. It's the groundswell. You realize that, don't you? It's the groundswell at this point. Yeah, so, you know, we'll see. And, you know, the, the something different happened this year for me as well. So, you know, normally this is going to be my 14th year with ESPN, which is, you know, I'm the epitome of flying under the radar, which is a great thing, by the way. Um, right. And I usually sign one-year deals, right? They're, they're one-year deals, and each year I, I renew, you know, knock on wood, that they want me back. I signed a two-year deal this year, so Ooh. you know maybe maybe that will get me into the into the Hall of Fame because I'm not. It's not like I can use the Hall of Fame for any type of leverage to get a new contract. So I'm under contract <laughs> for the next two years. So who knows? It'd be great if they could announce you as College Football Hall of Famer, Rini Angolia. That would be great. So it really would be. And, and all, all kidding aside, it would be like the, the greatest honor of my of my sports career, of my my football career by far. So we'll see if it's meant to be. I thought you and I on ESPN Radio Orlando was your greatest sport. That might be for your sports casting career. but well, that's a whole other story and, for another time. And, and there is and there is no longer an ESPN Orlando, so that should go. <laughs> that should tell the listeners all they need to know. Right. That's how dynamic Greeny and I were. They said, no, we can't top this. We can't top this. Let's shut it down. So there you go. That's that. Um, all right, let's, enough of this tomfoolery. Uh, my Pirates opened the season in the big house. It's a daunting task, Greeny. It's a daunting task. But that's the time to take on one of those teams. It really is because, you know, you always hear the, the biggest improvements teams make are obviously from week one to week two. So when you play a juggernaut, when you play a, a big time program like a Michigan man, 
the way I look at it is you want to get them early, right? So you got to get into camp. You got to be disciplined. And, and, and you know, uh, Mike Houston's teams are. I, I like what he's doing there. You, you know, I'm bullish on, on Mike Houston and ECU. Obviously, when you have to replace a quarterback like a Holt Mailers, uh, everything he did and the experience, that's, that's tough, right? But, you know, but I, I like where that program is going. I know the ECU fans are happy. And so, yeah, you're going to take on a Michigan. Get them in week one, right? And, and maybe you can't upset them, right? Obviously, they're going to be favored in that game. You're going to the big house. It's it's one of the most prestigious stadiums in all of college football. I'm fortunate enough to call a game there before. It's it's just it's great. Um, but yeah, you want them early and see what happens. Reading and goalie is uh, with us here. The Harbaugh flirtation, I guess, with with the NFL. I mean, obviously he's back and they're they're stacked. They can run the ball um, really good defensively on the back end. They've got a quarterback that's got some experience. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of positives, obviously, coming off that huge year they had when they lost in the college football playoff. So uh, just how good is Michigan, in your mind, if we're talking, you know, way too early projections into next year? Yeah, I mean, they're they're up there. There's no doubt about it. And you, you touched on it, how much they have coming back. And they're one of the, the top teams. Um, to start this season that actually is bringing back their quarterback in J.J. McCarthy. I mean, Ohio State's replacing the quarterback. Alabama's replacing the quarterback. I mean, there's, there's a bunch of schools out there. Georgia's got to replace their quarterback. So those are just question marks. Well, you bring back J.J. McCarthy, and you surround him with what you just talked about, a running game, a great offensive line, a defense. So they're, they're in a really good position, no doubt about it. And, you know, Jim Harbaugh, he's an excellent coach. He just beats to a different drum, right? He's just a little different. And, uh, and I'm here to tell you, a lot of a lot of coaches are a little different, so that doesn't really <laughs> surprise me. But Michigan's in a good position; um, they they got a lot back, so they're definitely one of the favorites going into this season. Reading Golia, ESPN uh, college football analyst, is uh, with us there. Uh, who let the dogs out? Reeny let the dogs out. I'll tell you. Well, that. I have you know people think I'm crazy. We have seven dogs on our uh, we call it the gridiron ranch here because I bought this home because of football. Um, so with the dogs, right. you still crazy. And that's my 130-pound Bouvier de Flanders. And uh, my wife knows I'm on the radio in here, but she doesn't care. She's not getting them, so he's barking away. <laughs> it's all good. Seven dogs? I love dogs, but seven seems like a lot, Reenie. Well, I have five acres. We re- we rescue a lot. And my mother-in-law oh, lives good. with us. And she has got an in-law apartment in the back. One, one of them is hers. My daughter that goes to Lynn University in South Florida rescued two dogs. So inevitably what happens is, you know, she thinks she's going to keep the dogs in college. They come home for the summer, and they stay here. So that's uh, that's kind of it. But I have the property to do it, so it's all good. I'm not a crazy – we're not crazy dog people. We just happen to rescue a few. So, um, and we can, awesome. we can, you know, we can keep them. We have the property, so it's good. So we've spent the last two weeks uh, watching my brother's dog, a toy poodle, who's just a great dog. Cooper's his name. And uh, he's an awesome dog. We have uh, – we lost our dog that we got when we lived in Florida, from Florida Little Dog Rescue, um, uh, about a year ago, a little over a year ago. So this is the first. I, I wouldn't say this is a test run because if it is, it's determined our lives are a little too busy now to have uh, a dog again. But uh, Cooper's been awesome. He's a great dog. He's he's very. Uh, in fact, he's chilling beside uh, probably about two yards from me right now here at the world. And, and at, you, it's a small world because I have a Cooper sitting about two yards from me as well. That's a mini gold doodle <laughs> laying right here. So Cooper's a very popular dog name. 
Yes, it is. Uh, the great Rainey Angolia, ESPN, college football analyst. Uh, another year for Rainey on the College Football uh, Hall of Fame uh, ballot. Let's, uh, let's hope Rainey gets in there. Okay, so the Big Ten announcing their schedule today for uh, when USC and UCLA come in. You know, I've talked a lot of baseball this year, talked to uh, Indiana's baseball coach. They're uh, out of the Big Ten. They made the tournament in college baseball. He actually said this is a good thing for our our conference, getting uh, the brand names of USC and UCLA into the into the league. Um, football, probably not. The only people, I guess, would have a major problem with it would be basketball. But, uh, I mean, this is, this is a positive uh, – as you see it, or, or, or is this not what the the spirit of regionalism in college football is all about? Listen, in the world we live in, PJ, and I know you know this, we just saw it with, with the PGA Tour and with golf, money talks, right? And, I mean, you know, these are big TV contracts. You're bringing in two big blue bloods into your conference, and, and, and that money trickles down to the baseball programs, the programs that aren't revenue generating, right? And so – yeah, football's driving the bus. So when you bring these big schools in and you bolster up your conferences like the Big Ten is doing and the SEC is doing, it's it's just it's it's a windfall for all the sports programs and the universities in whole. So it's not going to stop, right? I mean, uh, your mark from the Big Twelve, we know he's looking right, moving around. Um, the Pac-12 still doesn't have a TV deal, and now for your listeners, because it directly affects ECU, you know. Mike Oresco, I know him pretty well. He's a TV-savvy guy because he was a TV um, guy before he became a commissioner. You know, he, he's bringing in new schools into the American, but you got to make sure you don't lose schools, too. I mean, they lost the three that are going to the Big 12. So it's a crazy time in college sports right now, particularly college football. And so we all just need to buckle up and, and hold on because there's definitely going to be more changes. Well, uh, you know, it's interesting to get people's take on the uh, portal. I don't think the portal's as huge a deal in football, and if I'm wrong, correct me. I, I don't think it, as it is in basketball, let's say. Now, it's not to say there's not a lot of kids in the portal. There are way too many kids uh, in the portal in all sports. What I'm saying is you could have impact guys in basketball hit the portal and go somewhere else and, and turn a team around. Certain positions, we- certain players can do that. In football, well, listen, and we saw it this year with a school that's going to be in the American next year, FAU, multiple transfers yeah. on that team, and look at the run they had in college basketball. So, yes, basketball, yeah. man, the portal, you get two or three guys, it changes your whole te- team, right, your whole team dynamic. Um, football, you're right, not not as much. Obviously, you get a quarterback or you get a high-profile player, it's going to help you tremendously. But you can't really go from zero to, to 60 like you can in college basketball. I agree with you there, PJ, 100%. But you can you can fill holes with experienced guys, and you can also, uh, I think, with NIL, stack a lot of young talent if you're one of the higher-level or well-funded NILs. To me, the NIL has a bigger imprint on college football than, than the portal does. Portal's bigger deal in basketball, in my opinion. So uh, are, are, where are you on the NIL? We, we maybe have discussed it before, but, I mean, it's essentially free agency at this point. It is. I mean, the, I mean, I like NIL, okay. What, you know, how they envision it and why it was put into place is a good thing. They never envisioned, so you mentioned the portal. The portal now goes hand in hand with NIL because even though it's quote unquote against the rules and you're not supposed to do it, it's the wild, wild west. 
players are leaving, right? They're going from team to team, school to school, transferring because of NIL money. And it's just that that's the reality, right? And so that's really what they need to get a hold on with them. I've said it, and, and no one, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy. The old rule was, right, when you transferred, you had to sit out a year, okay? You lost, basically lost a year of eligibility. People didn't want to transfer. And so the gripe used to be it's not fair because the coaches up and leave and go to school to school for all this big money and they leave the kids behind. Totally agree with that, right? So now we yeah. have transferring where there's you don't have to sit out, but now what we're seeing is what I just said. Your players are transferring for money, for NIL money, okay? My thing is let's go back to if you transfer, you have to sit out a year. That is going to slow down. I mean, because the kids are still going to get their NIL money. They're just going to have to do it at their school. They're not going to be able to jump ship for NIL money unless they want to sit out a year, which obviously you're not going to do that because the NIL money is not going to be there. So if you go back to the rule where you have to sit out a year to transfer, it's going to quiet players down from transferring for NIL. And the one caveat is, I would say, is if your coach leaves, if he goes and jumps ship and he gets more money and he goes to another job, then there's a three, four-month, six-month window, whatever you want, where you then can transfer with no penalty and play right away. penalty, yeah. Without penalty. Right. And I just think that yeah. would help stuff out a lot. I don't know. I haven't really heard anyone else say that, so maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. I just think that would – I think that would help the transferring because of NIL, you know. So NIL in and of itself I think is good. I just don't think they envisioned all this movement that was going to happen because of it. I, I want to ask you one thing here, and we got about a minute. Coach Prime. Is that whole thing good or bad for college football, the way he handled the roster overflow? The, the roster yeah, overflow. I mean, I, I, I kind of go both ways on it. I mean, to, to lose that many players off a roster, right, it's unprecedented. I did a Colorado game last year. They weren't very good. They had some real talented skill players on that team, and I thought they would stay. They ultimately all left as well. I mean, he essentially turned over the entire team, has a brand-new program. Listen. When you're the head man like that and they give you a ton of money and you're going in there to rebuild a program, hey, you, you're going to do it your way. and He's going to do it his way. And one thing, though, uh, he's got people excited in Boulder. He's got uh, the Big 12 excited. Um, I should say the Pac-12. They yeah. would love the Big 12. Well, I think they would love 12. to have him. Yeah, you know, has, they would love he him. does have the Big 12. The Big 12 is very Well, exciting. I think they do have the Big 12 excited because everyone thinks they're ultimately going to jump ship and go there, so we'll see. But – uh, he, he's got it, got excitement there in Boulder for sure. They're going to have sellouts. We'll see, uh, if they can win or not, right? Turning over a roster like that is challenging. Hey, Reenie, always great to talk to you. Thanks for the time here this afternoon, and, uh, we'll catch up with you, uh, before the season. Have a great summer. Sounds good, PJ. You too, my friend. Thank you. All right, there he goes. Reenie Angolia, college football analyst, ESPN. We'll be back to wrap up the show next. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. All right, uh, big thanks to Rini and Golia for being with us uh, here today. Thanks to Bill the Ref, Pilkington. And thanks to uh, Clark Willis. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Patrick Johnson's show tomorrow morning on Talk of the Town. Our Crime Stoppers Radiothon from Great Harvest in Greenville on 103.7 WTIB and uh, the new talk 96.3. That'll be from 7 to 9 and then coming up tomorrow afternoon. 
5 o'clock. Patrick Johnson Show. We're going to tell you about the uh, brand-new semi-pro soccer team in Greenville and a uh, little Father's Day early treat. My dad is scheduled to be with us. The coach, Kelly Johnson. Should be a lot of fun. All right, we'll greet you tomorrow. Have a great rest of your evening and so long from the Working Man's Beach. Turn your car into cash with an instant Kelly Blue Book offer from Barber Hendrick Honda in Greenville.